When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. There's so many opinions. Every morning, people tune into you guys and get a good one. Mackey and Judd. Not a good one, just a great one and an honest one. And not just yelling back and forth. On 1500 ESPN. They call him Superstar. He's dumb, 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 dumb. A muscle-bound meathead He's dum-dum-dum-dum He was a long snapper He's dum-dum-dum-dum I snap in 98 He's dum-dum-dum-dum 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 He's on the air right now. He's dum 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 with Mackie and Judd. Well, Superstar was really kind to uh, to bring in his famous uh, his famous holiday season uh, dessert. What do you call this again? I call this uh, Mike's golden cream filled sweet cake. Okay, yeah, it's I make it the holidays. It's really good. It looks really familiar, actually. These uh, sweet cakes. In fact, they look a lot like Twinkies. They're professionally wrapped too. Yeah, with it's uh, good you outsource the wrapping styrofoam. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a beauty. I'm still gonna eat them. Ah, you're a beauty. Twinkies are did, fantastic. Even if you did go to the Super America, it's like wait, what are you? It's like recess. I'll tell you what, March you're, break. Mm. You're treating me like garbage right now. Yeah, well, the time I spent, <laughs> Michael. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. These things are delicious, boy. What's wrong what's, with you anyway? What's Where's this filling, Star? Where'd you get? Where'd you get this filling? This is really tasty. I, mm. It's uh-huh. a hand-me-down recipe from years ago, mm-hmm. years ago, uh, and my it's my grandmother's. Grandma yeah, it's my grandma. <laughs> what a lady, grandma hostess. Let's, let's remember how great she was and what she did. That's hey, honor. What her are you it. saying anyway, Phil? That I anyway eat up. Hey, do you and, have and you know, a, think about me every year, and I'll. You know, I mean, why when, can't I just thank you like I just did? Yeah, you wouldn't. That's ha- good enough. You That's wouldn't happen enough. to You're also. Right, would Grandma Hostess have any of her famous uh, <laughs> chocolate swirly uh, bites too? With the cream the filling, only, you, you know what? The only recipe I ever got from my grandma was this one, mm. and but I kind of stole it and said it's Mike's instead of Grandma's. It's Mike's golden cream filled sweet cake. Well, oh. I heard she named one of her uh, creations after you. You know, Ding Dongs. Mm. <laughs> Oh boy, wow, that's kind of dirty. Right kind dirty, but you're right. She did actually make those. It was uncalled for. How do you what? like yours, Dave? Oh, are they okay? Oh, you know what? Are they still warm? 
Where did you have them on the drive over? In yeah. my lap. The one on the right tasted oddly like crevice. I'm not sure. Oh, guys, you know what? Let's just, I want to level with you. Okay, so I bought them. Hmm. Do you know how long it takes to take them out of those individual wrapped? Do you know how long it takes to take them out of the individual little bag and put it in this cling wrap? And I'll tell you what, cling wrap is clingy. It is a pain. It it's really a pain is. In the Excuse me, what? What's that again? Can you say that again? It's very clingy. Okay. <laughs> Get it? I mean, it just it's terrible to work with. It took me forever to wrap them. Well, I had to take them out of the ones they were in when they came out of the box. Then I'd put I had to buy foil. We were out of foil. I had to go all the way to the damn store, buy some foil, and foil those down. Boy, you are such a thoughtful guy. I'll tell you what. I really appreciate this. You know, all the effort you went into. Uh, to I didn't think these. you'd notice that they were <laughs> store-bought. I just thought they looked so much like something homemade. You know, I was really excited. Like the fir- I, When I first opened the, 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 the cling wrap portion here, um, for five seconds I thought, wow, he this is amazing. And then... Uh, yeah, I'm not complaining. I like him either way. Hey, uh, tonight? Come yes. on, Steve, y'all. Oh, this Bring is going to be good. Damn day. Come on, Stevie. Come on, Stevie. J.J. Stokes. You calling a J.J. Walker? <laughs> over Red Rover. Let them <laughs> come on over. Regulators, mount up. We're John coming. Randall of Football Life on NFL Network, as I continue to eat the... Uh, what is it? The, the Mike Sweet Mike's yeah. 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 Oh, go. Golden mm-hmm. Cream Filled yeah. Sweet Bread. Throwback to J.J. Mm-hmm. Stokes there, Morris. You remember J.J. Oh, Stokes? Yeah, I absolutely. forgot all about J.J. Stokes. Absolutely. What are some, uh, we had him on the show last week, and he's just. Did you like, really? Yeah, we had him on the, he was going to come in studio, but it was that traffic day and stuff, and he was bouncing around. But So he called in for 15, 20 minutes. It was great. What are some some of the, the, the best stories that are safe for air, things that stand out <laughs> from your time with John Randall in the 90s? You know, it's an endless story, and it's always about him never, ever stopping because he was he was just constant motion all the time, even in the locker room, uh, on the practice field, out there all by himself, like maybe 45 minutes before practice started, slapping the goalpost, just slapping it silly, working different moves. In the middle of the heat, it could be 95, it could be 100, Johnny's out there working the goalpost pad over on the practice field. I go to Tokyo uh, in 19, I want to say 94. Mm-hmm. Johnny and I are just some free time. We're going to walk down to, to a place and, and get something to eat, something to drink. And he is, he's <laughs> working swim moves and uppercuts on all the parking meters <laughs> down the street. As we go down the, down the street, he's working moves on every parking meter, every telephone pole in Tokyo. Yeah. He's like Godzilla, actually. <laughs> he actually climbed a building. I mean, that. he broke windows. Mm-hmm. He he was just an incredible guy when when you think about where he came from, and you know maybe he shared some of that with you guys where he came from and how he grew up. Yeah. If not, then watch tonight because it's an unbelievable story. Texas A and I was the school, right? I which think was so. A, which is King, now Kingston. What was that? Changed. Came from. He was a Division Two, right? Yeah, he was, so. he was an undrafted free agent. How much did he change the game too? As as far as because his size, I mean, I'm sure he got got here and people thought, well, he's too small. How much did he change the uh, the perception of the size for the position he played? He he kind of grew into the actual position itself, but it took him some time. But mm-hmm. it was his persistence and his 
Um, just never say die sort of attitude. He was going against Randall McDaniel. In pra- I swear this is what made him. Randall McDaniel in practice, along with Gary Zimmerman, they beat him up so bad every day in practice. And he he would just keep coming. He would just keep coming. I mean, he did not let off. He'd line up and go again. And they beat him down and beat him down. And he would just go home every single year and put on 20 pounds. He put on 20 more pounds. Like clockwork. When I got here in 91, I think he was like 245. And he was covering punts next to me. Yeah. He was covering punts. That's all. He, I mean, the, the the defensive line was pretty much set. With, and that's how you start. When you're undrafted. Yeah. You're not, you, you, get you, to, don't, you have you, to prove your Adam Thielen, you don't go from undrafted to starting defensive linemen. You don't. They've often. already spent so much money and invested so much money in other people that they're going to bank on Yeah, that you know, you're going to take your turn. You can clearly see that this guy is better over here, John Randall, at 245 than this, this bust over here. But he's going to have to take his time because we already have money up front on this guy. So, and did he prove himself? I mean, he was like, he was everywhere on special teams too, obviously. I mean, it was easy for him. But when it got time to play defensive line, they just looked at him and kept looking at him. Paul Wiggin brought him along slowly and and taught him the game right. And he gained, I, I'm going to say 20 pounds a year for about three or four years. He got up to like 285, 295. He was a monster. He was a monster. He was a beast. Yeah, he's uh He run over you, run around. He was like trying to stay on a on a... On a bull, you know, he didn't for, stop. Like, for eight seconds, it he would never stop. And it would seem like, you know, he, he, if obviously, if he were more physically gifted or whatever it was coming out of the, you know, going into the NFL draft, then maybe, maybe he gets drafted somewhere high up. But so I think there's a certain in the NFL, especially defensively, you're just everyone's talented. Everyone can do stuff physically, but then it's those extra things. You know, how much can you retain? How how driven are you? How motor and things like that. So for him, could you say that well, once he got physically strong enough and he was fast enough to get to the quarterback, but it was how much of his other stuff played into it, his mindset and his ability to just go psycho mode for three hours and, and I, chatter I think, and psychology, was, right? I think a lot of it was he, he convinced himself he could do anything and he was going to chirp to everyone. And when he finally started getting some confidence, that trash talking and that that started to be to start along with all this new size and new strength and everything else. But Johnny was all about the mental approach and the right attitude and never, never give up. I mean, this guy would work so hard. He was the epitome of people that I saw when I played who worked incredibly hard every day in practice and would just wear you out watching him. Just wear you out. Like, how is he still going that hard on those bags over there? Because John Tierlich would try and drive you into the ground. And John would just jump up and be like, can I do it again? I'll take his rep. I'll take his rep. It didn't matter to him. And he never got tired. He never got tired. And that was that was the, the whole thing that his whole aura is a guy that wouldn't stop. So the motor Randall or the muscle Randall as he turned out to be. So the story was that Johnny would get the uh, guide from the opposing team, correct? And study up on the guys he was going to play across oh, yeah. from, and then berate them the entire game on on not just like stats and stuff though, but like personal bio stuff. I think that's hilarious. Oh yeah, and it's genius too. Oh, because I'm sure players absolutely hate that. But to go, but to go to PR, get a media guide, tell him give me one. Yeah, and to sit there and study bios of opposing players, I thought was great. That's what he did. That's what he did. And I mean, Johnny, would, he could bring it too. I mean, if you're going to talk like that, you got to be able to back it up. Oh yeah. And, oh my God, could he back it up? I but mean, to you know, could but stay with him. But he would. To he get would details. Know anything else that helped him or thought he thought would give him an advantage, 
he would do it. There might have been there might have been a rule for him uh, that came about when he started using the back set. Remember the back set Mm-mm. with John John uh, Tierley taught him to go back set right in the middle of the ca- cadence of the quarterback, and guys would jump off sides all the time. The offensive linemen mm-hmm. and J- Johnny just back set, you know, just like that, and then guys would jump no matter what the count. He'd fool them, <laughs> and pretty soon it was. It was a rule. You couldn't do that. It's anymore. illegal now. You couldn't, yeah. say, you couldn't say it. I, yeah, I swear. I swear. He's the one that started it, or okay. maybe they gave Tierlich the, the, you know, the, the credit for that. Yeah. Backset. It was a backset. The way Johnny could say it. Yeah. And he would he would draw people off that knew the count. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we had so we had Terrell Davis on our show earlier this week. Wow. The legendary. Uh, hey, the stars come to the Mackey and Judge show. Okay. Ooh. Not just the superstar, but well, the legendary stars. Phew. So My. we had him on earlier in the week, and um, and we asked him right the first question right out of the gate. We said, "You can help us settle a twenty-year debate in this <laughs> town. If the Vikings would have moved past the Falcons in the in the '98 championship game, what would have happened?" And without hesitation, he said, "We'd still have two Super Bowl rings, the Broncos." But but he added, he said, "I'll tell you what, we watched that game because because the, the AFC game went off at night. The, that was the Jets Broncos game. You guys played the first game on Championship Correct. Sunday, and then they went off at night." Correct. He said they watched that game in the locker room, and they were openly rooting for the Falcons because they didn't want to face the Vikings. Yeah. He said, "I." He goes, I know that players you know, would never say this, but we were so happy. We even forgot that we had a game. And we, it said they were down by like 10 points at halftime in their game because they were so happy that the Vikings lost. They thought, oh, we just won the Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, no, we still have two games to play yeah, to make it, that, that happen. That was a fairly close game, too, wasn't it, against the Jets? It turned out to be, yeah. I'd yeah. have to go back and look, but yeah. I think that they would have, too. I, I have to say, I've, I have to admit. I mean, unless we got, you know, got into a, a you know, a, Sort of a crossfire of offensive show where you have to outshoot them, right? And I think that's the only way we're going to beat a team like that. They had some pretty good defense, though. They did, they really did, and we didn't have much after that Atlanta game. We did not have that much. And a guy like Terrell Davis and John Elway, I think it would have been a little too much. So it's just a, would have been a matter of who can get the other offense off the field more often, and who gets the ball last. I, that's how I think it, it it ends. But you have to outfire the Broncos, and you can't score field goals. Gotta score touchdowns, because that's what it, I think. That's what it. Been yeah. Doing. Broncos twenty three, Jets ten that day. So it, okay. it was so like ten reps early. Mike, Mike, who couldn't have played then? So who who got hurt bad? Johnny enough? was nicked up. I mean, John Randall played. was nicked up pretty badly. I guess and he Broncos was still trying to play. Okay. So he, I don't think he would have. McDaniel, he would have been full force. McDaniel tore his no. knee up, right? Eddie. Yeah, I thought he tore his he knee. He might have. I, I know that because there's this Dixon whole thing Edwards, about. I think went down with an ACL. I know Dave Dixon was. Had an ACL. I think Orlando Thomas had something pretty serious, too. Okay. Yeah. And Johnny was not himself at all. I mean, he was just giving it hell, as always. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to not play. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have mattered what was wrong with Johnny. ACL, he would have put a brace on it somehow. And he probably would have gotten to the quarterback. <laughs> I know 137 and a half sacks is the most of any defensive tackle. And he got some of those as a defensive end, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's that's the most by any defensive tackle. Yeah, uh, superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us. His generous gifts. He's making he's all these baked goods Mike's for the holidays. Filled, uh, golden cream filled. Mine are gone. Yeah, yeah you should you should patent all, that recipe. You're gone already. Yeah, uh, you liked them. I loved I'll them make some more because you made so many. You don't want anyone to steal. Like yes, yeah, some companies might be into this recipe. You don't want that's them to steal. I'm not willing to give up the the cream. The cream filling. <laughs> Dave asked already. What a rude thought to actually make me say what's in it. 
Yeah, you never want to give up your no. recipe, family recipe secrets for it's a, it's a secret for the holidays. Generations. Man, I don't uh, ask you about your zucchini bread. I, I don't ask you about what do you make? What do you put in that zucchini? You ate that in five minutes. Or Let's less. go. Two. Callers five. six and seven. Two contestants. Game show Friday. 651 646 8255. 877 615 1500. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us. And uh, before we go anywhere, Luther Brookdale Toyota is uh, on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And this holiday season, this is your best chance to take advantage of the biggest sales event of the year, Toyotathon. It means 15 different models at 0% financing. It means lease specials like the brand new 2018 Camry for $189 a month or the 2018 RAV4 for $199 a month with money down on both, very reasonable amount of money down on both. Customer cash also available on 21 different models. They're open until 9 o'clock tonight, so stop in on your way home. Toyotathon is on. This is the biggest sales event of the year at Luther Brookdale Toyota. Uh, my family and I have been going to the same place for three decades, three-plus decades and uh, I'm currently into a 2016 Corolla right now on a three-year lease. But the bells and whistles are all upgraded on these new models. So stop in. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Now, exactly what is this special surprise you mentioned there? Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Robert W. Baird and Company. Game show. Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Here are your hosts, Phil Mackie, Judd Zolget, and the superstar, Mike Morris. Did you, did you finish your cream-filled sweet cake? There's a weird aftertaste. I, I'm trying to put my finger on what Fingernail? that is. Fingernail? Yeah, something a little softer. I, Could be anything. I'm not sure. I enjoyed it greatly. I thought it tasted fantastic. Thanks, Mike. I feel like your recipe has a couple tweaks to be to be made, maybe for next year. I'm starting to feel a little sick. He is not grateful. The next year I get his. You actually would say that right to my face? Is that you feel sick after eating Mike's golden cream-filled sweetbread? They look a lot like Twinkies, I'm not going to lie. I think you might have a lawsuit on your hands coming up here. You're Star. a delusional, calloused ass. All right. <laughs> it's not the first time I've been called that. I was just thinking the same Sticks thing myself, and stones, Mike. Michael. I was just thinking the same thing myself. Yeah. Let's just play a game and get MB over with this. Hey, we have yeah, Star Wars rude. screening passes to give away on Game Show Friday. Uh, so um, anyone, I, I, actually, I think we might just have a pair here, but it's possible that uh, if you do some begging and negotiating you might both be able to win eric and chad are on the line but we have uh, star wars screening passes for tomorrow morning 8 15 a.m at the marcus southbridge crossing cinema in shakopee we have wwe 2k18 for playstation 4 and a blu-ray copy of overdrive starring scott eastwood and all kinds of other i don't know clothing items shirts what what have you so let's uh let's get these guys on eric what's going on man are you with us yeah i'm here and uh, Chad, can you hear us? Yep, I'm here. Cool. Dave Harrigan, what game will Eric and Chad be playing? 
Well, because of the movie you just mentioned has come out this weekend and we do have the screening passes, why not play a very exciting edition of professional athlete or Star Wars character? Wow, that sounds mm. like a fun. So Dave brought this up during the break and said, which one of you three guys in the studio wants to play uh, against Eric and Chad? And uh, Judd and I both said, well, we I've never seen a Star Wars movie straight through. Ever in my life. That's amazing. I mean, people have forced me to go with them to watch them. I've seen one. Okay. 1977. I mean, I, I, 77? Yeah, I saw the first it's been one. a while. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it and I haven't seen you one since. so much you didn't want to go back to it. seven years old at the time. Wow. Four years ago. He <laughs> turned his house into a spaceship star. <laughs> I thought my house was a spaceship. <laughs> you thought really, Field or what? I thought it was really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured, oh, maybe, maybe Judd or I can play in stars. Like, I wouldn't have any idea oh, either. <laughs> Count me out, really. So, seriously. you know what? All of us are going to play. <laughs> Star Wars character oh, or what? Professional athlete? Correct. Right. Okay. Current or former professional athlete. This is Chris and Eric, too, by the way, right? Uh, Eric and Chad. But oh, you're Eric close. And Chad, yeah. my bad. Hey, either of you two knuckleasses ever had your ass cooled with a folding chair? Yes, once. Okay. Well, we can continue that. <laughs> Do we want to know any more about that? That one's taken care of. <laughs> Was that with the was that with the wife at home or what happened? What? You never know. I don't know. I don't want to ask. I've already asked too much. I think I've already asked too much. Right? All right, Doug. Dead silence. Oh man. All right, Dave. Let's just start throwing them out there. All let's right, see what let's happens. go. We are going to start with Eric. Then we'll go to Chad. Then we'll go around the table. Judd, Phil, Star. We'll mix it up. I've got a bunch of these. You simply have to tell me whether this is a current or former professional athlete or a character from Star Wars. The okay. first one. Bren Derlin. Bren Derlin. Eric? I will go athlete. Chad? I'll go athlete, too. Judd? Can I go porn star? You may Jeez, not. What's wrong with you? For <laughs> God's <laughs> sakes, it's Christmas. I'll go Star Wars. Phil? Uh, you know, I, it sounds like a Star Wars character to me. I star. No idea. Uh, you know what? I think it's the actor. I think it's, I think it's Chewie. The actor. So Star goes yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. As well. It's right. not Chewie the actor, but you three nailed it. It is a That's Star right. Wars character. Yes. A rebel officer, Bren Derlin. That's right. We are uh, we're hustling here. <laughs> All right. We're a bunch of Paul Newmans in here. Let's try to do a little yeah, better. We'll start with cool Chad this time. Chad, then Eric, then we'll go around the table with you three again. The name to give you is Orson Krennic. Orson Krennic. Krennic, Chad, Star Wars character or professional athlete? Athlete. Eric. Athlete. Judd. I'll say athlete as well. Hmm. Phil. Yeah, that's a cricket star, I believe. Uh, athlete. Star. I think that's Chewie, the actor from Star Wars. I guess it counts, but Star, you're the only one who nailed it. That is Orson Krennic, Director of Advanced Weapons Research for the Imperial Military. Star, the only one to say Star What team Wars. is that? Great team. Great team. So <laughs> far right. we have Star with two points, Phil and Judd with one, Eric and Chad both with zero <laughs> points. I didn't know there were other Star Wars characters beyond like just the troops and then the C3PO? like the main characters. Yeah. But uh, I'll have to go see one of the, is it nine Star Wars movies now? How many are we up to? Don't start eight? now. Jeez. There's been at least don't, seven of them. Don't start now. I, think yeah, I guess eight. this would be the ninth. The ninth one? Because they had the one that wasn't technically did the deal. Anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, well. There's... Is it like that Bond movie from the early 80s where they brought Sean Connery back, but it wasn't an official Bond movie? Was Sean Connery in the Star Wars movie or no? No, no. Sorry about that. Okay. No, no Sean Connery. All right, question number three. Vander Blue. 
Vander Blue, athlete or Star Wars character? We'll start with Judd this time. Uh, Vander Blue, I'm going to say that that's an athlete. Vander Blue, athlete. Phil? Yeah, I think, uh, I believe that's a shuttlecock player, an Olympic shuttlecock player. You could just say badminton, that would be fine. Okay. You Mike Morris, superstar. Uh, yeah, it's, his real name was Vita Blue. He was a pitcher for the A's. He's an athlete. <laughs> Eric? Yeah, I'm going to go athlete. Chad? Same athlete. Why, Chad and Eric have guessed all athletes so far, which is an interesting strategy. Vander Blue <laughs> is an athlete. Does anyone know who he played with? Yeah, or actually, I think he still technically plays Ooh. for. Ooh. Vander Blue still plays, huh? I think so. Uh, Dor- Dortmund of the uh, German Soccer League. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. What? <laughs> really? Wow. Are you wow. serious? I am dead serious. Jeez. Vander Blue. He was on national TV last night then, I guess. All right. All right, let's go to another one uh, here. So so, uh, so we were all correct on that one. Yes, yeah, so I've got Star with three, Phil and Judd with two, Eric and Chad tied at one. Ah. The next name to throw at you is Dewana Bonner. Dewana Bonner. Uh, was there a, was there ever an X-rated Star Wars movie? I, I'm not that I know of. I already asked that question. I've seen Chewie naked. He doesn't wear anything. That sounds like an athlete to me. Um, I'll go athlete. All right. Phil says athlete star. I, I, I think it's an athlete. Okay. Eric? Yeah, I'm going to say athlete. Everyone says athlete so far. Uh, Chad? I'll do the same, athlete. Chad? What's the name again? Dewana Bonner. Uh, I'm going to say Star Wars. Mm, you would be incorrect. Oh. Dewana Bonner of the Phoenix Mercury. Okay. Dewana Bonner. Oh, still an active player. Right? I don't know if she's active or not. But okay. Whatever. Uh, all right. So Star has run the table so far here. Yes. Let's see if Star he continues Wars or to do a professional it. athlete. Can he continue to do it? Star Yinka Dare. Yinka Dare. Star, you are the first to go. Um, actor. Okay, st- Star, Wars Star Wars character, you're saying. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, Star Wars character. My Eric. Uh, athlete. He says athlete. Chad. Athlete. He says athlete. Judd. Athlete. You say athlete. Phillip. I believe it's pronounced Yinka Dare. I don't know what sport, but I've seen that in like a funny names uh, search for athletes before. Uh, it's definitely an athlete. Sure, why not? Dare's fine. Yes, yeah, formerly for sure. of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Yinka Dare. Yes. Uh, our superstar with four correct answers. Uh, looks like Judd has three, uh, three, three, and three for everybody else, right? You so. have four. Oh, I have four you now. You have four. You have tied That's what superstar. I do have four. Cool. Awesome. One All right, two we, more of these? Let's do one more here. Let's see if this breaks some ties. I've broken ties with a couple of guys in here already since <laughs> they put down my... Well, you know, no, John was pretty happy about that. No, I was thing. very appreciative. I know you were. Phil was. That's a good point. Yeah, Judd never eats anything. He he definitely well, he'll pass on cookies and pizza. And Not he's this very time good in the though. show. This time he just though. scarfed down your uh, your special treats. Yeah, the golden hungry. cream filled yeah. sweet cakes. The cream. Dave, was, did you finish yours already? Cream no, I haven't finished him yet. I'm savoring. <laughs> well, the cream in the middle is good to savor. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, let's go to this one. Uh, back to Eric to start us this time. Okay. Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata, Eric. Star Wars. Star Wars. Chad. I'll go athlete. 
You'll go athlete, Judley. Oh, he's a bad golfer player, a Star Wars character. Star Wars. Star Wars, you say. Phil. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go athlete. You'll go athlete. Mm. Mike Morris, the I, superstar. I'm going to do that, too. I'm, I say athlete. Maz Kanada, smuggler, pirate, tavern manager, Star Wars. Yes! Bummer. Bummer. Wow. I think I tied you guys. So, Eric, uh, congratulations to Eric. For holding tough there at the end and beating Chad, uh, it winds up being a tie. Superstar, you only got uh, two wrong throughout the entire uh, game there. So, and I did too. So and you and well. I both know way more about Star Wars than than we thought. Congratulations, Eric and Chad. You're going to win something. We'll put you guys both on hold. It's Game Show Friday. We're feeling, go, feeling generous. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you very much. I just can't. I think because there's so many hours of Star Wars to watch now, and I've never been a sci-fi kind of you know yeah, spaceshipy movie guy. I'm more of a Star Trek guy. If, if they're going to drag me out to see one of those kinds of movies, I'm more of a Star sci-fi, Trek guy. Sci-fi bores me. Me too. I just get bored with it. Me too. I got stuff Same to way. do. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. And there's some good, uh, there's some good sci-fi movies, so it's not like all of them are bad. But you know. CGI, just, the entire movie, busy doing other stuff. <laughs> Judd with the biggest load of crap ever. I've got too much to do. I got other stuff to I've do. I've got so much I got to do. Wild games to go I've to. I've got to watch other people games. do the work that the I should be doing. He's such a busy guy. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I think it's false advertising and the FCC should do something about it. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Dave Harrigan has three questions for us. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us, Mackey and Judd, on this Friday. No, I don't. Oh, that's right. You we might only have an one. hour, hour and a half ago what the questions should be. There's it's, only one. We had a very heated argument, discussion, dispute, debate, whatever you want to call it earlier, Mike Morris. And we needed you to come in here and shed some light if you could. Are uh, you are you up to the task? I'm actually, yeah. It's on dim, but I can do what I can. <laughs> dim is good enough for this <laughs> group. Dim is <laughs> yeah. sort of a dim lit. We're not exactly talking about fluorescent lights above our heads in this room here. (laughs) Right. Literally or figuratively. There were multiple topics that we got into surrounding one main topic, but let's just start out with this. Is It's a Wonderful Life a good movie, as Judd says, or does it suck, as I say? I, I, you know what? Is that the one with Jimmy Stewart? Am I talking about the right one? Yeah. Yes. And Donna Reed? Yeah, the really boring one. Frank Capra, uh, one of the great know, movies It's all pretty time. boring all the way yeah, through. Yeah, boy! Yeah, it's pretty boring all the way through. I, I don't like I'm that movie. Not, no. I'm not surprised. No. You, you should not take heart no. that he agrees with you, Dave. No, he's a very bright guy. You should not take heart <laughs> that he agrees. The Dave, man brought Dave in rewriting the song right now. tried to convince speak. us that they were his the things that he had huh. baked. Yeah, okay. Okay, the man brought in Twinkies and tried to convince us they were things What did you just say? I said you brought in Twinkies and tried to convince us all that you had baked them with the special gooey stuff. In so you all. actually think, like P Mac, that those were not my home recipes? Well, I'm just saying if you're going to say that It's a Wonderful Life's not a great film, not a classic, <laughs> so you're just going to go. Yeah, it might not, might not have a lot of uh, honest uh, bones in his body. And I and I, I would one up that and say, you know, bravo to Dave for not just succumbing to peer pressure of, well, this is the movie we we've always watched for for 60 years. It's always on or 50 years. Uh, and I would take what he said and I one upped it earlier in the show. <laughs> Not only, now, I'm not as down on uh, It's a Wonderful Life as Dave is. I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life. It's fine. Whatever. It's about, you know, yeah, whatever. During it. Um, or nap during it. Die Hard is a better plot and a better movie. 
and also is a Christmas movie. Therefore, Die Hard is a better Christmas movie than It's a Wonderful Life. I could agree more. People on Twitter, email, and Judd are saying, well, it's it's based in Los Angeles, albeit on Christmas. There's no snow. You can't have a Christmas movie. Okay. Die Hard 2 was based in New York. It was. Tons of snow on the ground. Terrorist attack at an airport on Christmas. You got snow. You got family. It's not a better Christmas You got movie. Christmas. You got Christmas songs. What more do you want? That's all it takes. Yeah. In fact, I don't think... Argument over. It's a wonderful you, life. I mean, I, I honestly don't think I've ever seen that whole movie. Okay, right. Okay, Nobody it. has, because I mean, they I fall asleep an right hour in. You've recused yourself. I, I just I hate it. It's wretched. It's so you hate, bad. You it's hate, so boring. It's a wonderful life. You hate the Beatles. Of absolutely. And he's right on both counts. I mean, you tell, you tell me, what credibility do you come into this studio with? ACDC and Miracle on 34th Street. Well, Is that the, the go-to yeah. holiday movie for you, Star? Well, I mean, that, that was better. That was better. That was better. I'm not going to argue with you about that one. That's a good one. See? ACDC, you got any problem with that? Or do you want me to come over there and just kick your butt? The Beatles are superior, if that's, oh, if that's what you're asking. Well, I mean, wow. that's fine. That's fine. ACDC's great. No, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah, just go with your little mainstream movie yeah. and music takes, Judd. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll just go with my classic my classic takes. My That's fine. Uh, no, ACDC. Pizza's your favorite food. ACDC. <laughs> I hear you. Can we agree that the words, it's a classic, are absolute cover for? It's really, bo- oh, God, it's boring. Yeah. It, it, it is ba- it's a bad movie. <laughs> You've never seen it. <laughs> You've never seen it. Exactly. I've tried to watch that. You I don't, don't know how many times. You don't okay. like it. You don't like the I'll Beatles. get up and walk out. If my kids are watching it, I get up and walk out. And you single-handedly sabotaged your franchise from going to the Super Bowl. Okay. I wow. may have done that's, that. That's, that's low. the one truthful what, thing you've what, said. What are some other things? Uh, like, what are some other things that you are? So I've never seen a Star Wars movie straight through. Jeez. What are some other things? Either unpopular thoughts that Dave just came out with. He hates It's a Wonderful Life, or things that are popular that you've. For all your life, acted like you've seen or done, but you really haven't. Like Dave said during the break, he's never seen a Die Hard movie. Yeah, I'm amazed by that. And that's fine. That I mean, is, that's but, pretty amazing. Um, but I but fine. I think I think you owe it if you have the It's a Wonderful Life opinion. I think you should watch a Die Hard movie in the next couple weeks and then determine if you think it's good and if it's a Christmas movie. Oh, I'm fine to do that. I have nothing against seeing a Die Hard movie. It just sure. hasn't happened. Sure. There were two movies I hadn't seen for the longest time. They were trying to get me to watch them forever and ever and ever, and I hadn't seen them. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, and fantastic! Is it, is it Six Sense? Yeah, the little boy. I've never seen that I've one. Never seen I've that. never seen Six Sense. The Big Lebowski is a is a classic. I got turned on to those two movies. I finally made myself watch them, and man, alive! The Big Lebowski, uh, A plus. Six Sense, A plus. Really? Uh, yeah. That's Spacey. You gotta the, watch it. That's Spacey and the Kid, right? It's Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Okay. You had to say Spacey seen. and the Kid, didn't you? <laughs> what? Huh? What? <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't know what you were talking about. That's a different movie. <laughs> oh, God. That was off. That, that wow. was that's, that, that was off camera, Mike. <laughs> you had to say Spacey and the Kid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Stumbled into that one. Oh, God. And the Bruce Willis, though. You got to see it, though. You got to see it. You really now, do. Now, Lebowski strikes me as a film that I'm shocked you didn't see previously and that you could have been cast in. <laughs> like, you would have been good in Lebowski. Like, the more part. superstar totally character sure. would have worked. It probably would have. Probably a few places where, where it might have worked. I think you would have worked in that film. Yeah. There are several. Do you guys do you guys even know? I know you do, Judd. I mean, Cool Hand Luke. Do you guys, any of you, have you seen it? The, yes. The younger guys? Yes. It's actually Cool Hand Luke. That's pretty good. Huh? I would say Cool Hand. There's a few movies. I, ma- I made the proclamation earlier in the show that almost everything filmed before release before 1970 yep. 
doesn't hold up to the test of time. Or McCool and Luke's on the border there. Was that 60s 68. or 70s? 60s, so right on the border. George yeah. Kennedy won Oscar oh, in that Kennedy. for Best Supporting Actor. Newman didn't win an Oscar until, I think, The Hustler. Yeah. I think so. I can't eat hard-boiled eggs to this day because of that movie. When Dave, you ever seen that Newman one? Goes I have in not. There. Oh, you guys got some homework. It holds up. There's a lot of, actually, I would say a lot of Paul Newman and, um, um, what's his name, from The Great Escape, uh, legendary actor. Redford? Uh, no, Jesus. Um, Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen. I love him. Steve though. McQueen and, and, movie, uh, and Paul Newman. Those movies, pre-1970, yeah. as a rule, hold yeah. up quite a bit. Towering Inferno. Yep. Sure. That might have been 70s. That was that was, that was a good one. The Tower Inferno is fantastic. Was why, why did actors and actresses speak with British accents in movies up until like the 1960s? Definitely. You guys know what I'm talking about? Had, yeah. Oh, Scarlet. Yes, I do. Give a young, <laughs> like, like, why do they, were they taught to talk like that? Is that how Americans spoke even? Like, I, like, we I broke think... away from Great Britain several <laughs> several was, generations ago. It was more theatrical. TV mm-hmm. and, and movies were more theatrical and that was, I think, considered proper. But and we somewhere don't want along you to be line. proper. You're in a western. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're with Roy Rogers, for God's sakes. I mean, you don't talk like that. John Wayne is shaving with an axe, and you're speaking like yeah. a Brit right now. Okay, exactly. I've never understood that. It's oh. probably just a. I guess it's the way that they were taught to act. True grit. True grit. You guys ever seen True Grit? I've never seen True Grit. The new one. So I saw I've, the remake. I've seen both. The remake yeah, is both. unbelievable. By yes. the way, that's actually better than the original with John Wayne. And Glenn Camp. Interesting. Yeah. That was an unpopular opinion. John Wayne, eh, not very good. Not very good. Well, the guy the guy was pumping he, out like 15 movies. He, uh, and the movies were all pretty much the same, right? To be it's, honest, John Wayne's from Iowa, my hometown, Winterset, Iowa. He's from, he's from Winterset, Iowa. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're talking about a guy for me that everyone says, oh, I love him. Love the guy. Here's one of those examples right here. What other thing do you have in your repertoire that says you don't like it just because it's popular? I'm going on board saying that I did. I didn't care for John Wayne in any of the wow. movies. How about you? None of them. None of them. None of them. No, we are kidding. Kidding. Oh. You and Harrigan are agreeing on everything I'm right now. I'm just saying. Are you sure this is good Are you with me on that one, Dave? Wow. I'm absolutely with you. I think he's terrible. I think he's very absolutely terrible. It's amazing. Uh, like the most po- unpopular one that I, I think I've told you guys this before. Everybody seems to like the Dave Matthews Band, and I am like oh, poke my eardrums out with a pencil every time I hear the Dave Matthews Band. We are on good terms. Like just get it out, go away, put same, it on mute. Same. Yeah. You? Oh yeah, no, I'm not a big fan. They they were fine. I did. They didn't offend me, but I didn't. Oh, and come up with a more creative name CDs. for your band, for God's sakes. Dave Matthews. That's band. We'll just call it the Dave Matthews. I always band. got the feeling that they became popular because people thought they should be. Oh, DM. And then after the fact, they're like, yeah, yeah I didn't really like them that oh. much. Be creative if the guy's name was actually like Bill Thompson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, man. we're going to call it the Dave Matthews band. Why? Because <laughs> it's awesome. It's, he's sweet, man, for Jeez. sure. Uh, here's another one uh, Westerns that hold up. 310 to Yuma, the original is pretty good, but the remake might be better. Uh, the original was from the 50s. The remake with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. And I think Christian Bale was in the remake, too. I right? think so. I right. think you're right. That's pretty damn good stuff. That's a good one. The remake was brutal. Best wow. Western movie of all time. 310 to Yuma? No, or, oh, no, gonna, no oh. I got another I'm sorry. I didn't state that right. What do you think is the best Western ever made? Like the hotel? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one in, the one in shock. Now, now we're back, now we're back to where we should be. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was well written. Good timing. Um... Ah, oh, wow. 
Westerns, bore, I would say bore me to no end. The sh- I, I do like the <gasps> wow, shootest. The shootest at the, is at the end of uh, John Wayne's. That's John Wayne. That's pretty darn good. The Unforgiven. But you don't like John. Gotta be good. The Unforgiven. Okay. You can take your gun smokes and you can take your Westerns and you can put them somewhere else. They bore me. Bore me. I'm going to hit you in the head right now. In fact, I'm not even going to hit you. I'm going to kick you right in the head. You guys settle this while I... Can I have some uh, more cupcakes first? While I tell you guys about the Chris Lindahl team, you guys settle this out in the hallway. All right. Uh, Chris Lindahl helped me sell my condo for a lot of cash. A lot of cash earlier this year because his team understands marketing. You see him all over the the, the Twin Cities on these billboards. Uh, you think, man, that guy... That guy's pretty obnoxious with these billboards, right? No. Well, maybe, but and he'd be the first to tell you uh, that he's definitely over the top with marketing. But that's what you get when you work with the Chris Lindahl team. You get the full expert marketing, and you get a bunch of great people who are uh, very philanthropic in their endeavors as well. And as uh, as part of that, too, Chris is saying thank you to the Mackie and Judd listeners in a big way for the holidays. Someone's going to win a free listing contract with the Chris Lindahl team. That means a family's going to get their house sold for free with the full marketing that goes with it. But you got to enter by today. Today's December 15th. So go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. Or call 763-401-SOLD. Experience the same thing I did earlier this year. You won't regret working with the Chris Lindahl number one REMAX results team. We've got some big news. Mackie and Judd now continue. Can you smell it? On 1500 ESPN. We're the kings of twins baseball. Building a roster for the long haul. Wheeling, dealing for pitching and fielding. We gave a new deal to Paul. So young and bright, most of our deals have gone just right. Holes we plug, we fire dog, another playoff run inside. You know, he, he's, a, he's a robust gentleman. Uh, he has a generous carriage, I think, as we refer to him in the front office. The best front office under the sun. Brilliant trades, except just that one. We said see ya to Jaime Garcia when we thought the season was done. Oh, Derek and Thad, so young and bright. Most of our deals have gone just right. Holes we plug, we fire, dug another playoff run inside. Ah, yes. Songs by the U-Log, Volume 3. Unveiled three or four this week so far? Uh, four. Okay. Four. That is correct. Yes. Hi, Superstar. Hi there. I, I love, I <laughs> you love what you guys are doing What's that? I said you, you had a, a look of pain on your face there. I mean, I, you okay? I get a head cold. No, I thought the song was good. All right. Really good. And I, I just, I've got a head cold. It's just killing me right now. Hmm. Did you eat all those cakes? Yes. Okay. I did. And I'd like to go back to the store and, and get some more. What store did you go to? You, to you, buy you, become, uh, you know what? If you've come here to hurt someone's feelings, you certainly have. <laughs> feel bad now. feel almost as bad as Dave did when he played that song about you being dumb. Large people have feelings too. Yes. Yeah. Very deep within. So let me get this straight. Said. 
So let me get this straight. I can I make you mad by that. Any comment I want about your high snap in the title game, and it doesn't hurt your feelings. But when I bring up the fact that I believe that you went to Tom Thumb to buy the cakes, you get hurt. I did not go to Tom Thumb. Do Tom Thumbs even still exist? I went to you went to Seven Eleven to yeah. buy the cakes. Tom, I'm Thumb. trying to think of all, all the places I yeah. I no longer see. Uh, other Western movies, by the way, people are chiming in with the Tombstone great. is a great the Western movie. movie. Um, what about? So I'll throw a couple more at you here. Leo DiCaprio, Gene Hackman, and Russell Crowe were in a Western called The Quick and the Dead in the mid '90s. Yep. So incredible cast and early Leo DiCaprio. Someone chimed in with Dances with Wolves, which I guess technically is a Western. It's what an Oscar. It's boring. Best picture. D- D- Dave. You couldn't you couldn't pay me to see that film. Oh, I'm with you. You could not give me enough. There's not enough money bad. you could give great. me. To go see uh, you know, Young Guns was pretty pretty good. It was funny. Young Guns. Young Guns with uh uh, Emilio Estevez. I think I did see part of that. And I think it Sheen. was. Oh, no, yes, uh, I did see part of that. Yeah, yes. Charlie Sheen was in that. Uh, yeah. Blazing Saddles as a western. Oh, I was oh. going to say our buddy Howard really in Chicago. Love Can Blazing Saddles. Really Saddles a western. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's a western. Love Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what about? I'll give you a couple more just for fun here. Uh, uh, I, I've never seen this one, but people rave about the Wild Bunch from 1969 as a western. I, I don't think no. I ever saw no? that. No. Uh, that's what John Shipley from the Pioneer Press is oh. a big, big wild bunch okay. guy. Never seen it. And Shane with Jack Palance Jeez. and Alan Ladd from the what? 1950s. Really old. Super throwback. 1950s Western. Oh, uh, uh, and then uh, what was God. it? Clint Eastwood, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I guess mm. would be. Those were all good. Fistful of dollars. A few dollars more. Yeah. There's just so many Westerns that there's about 20 that stand out as being actually really good. But then there's another 10,000 that are just okay. throwaway. That's all the same thing. Those right? were all like John Wayne's that everyone th- thought were okay. They're all horrible. <laughs> How about Pale Rider? That was a good one. Clint Eastwood. Pale Rider, huh? It's <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> what about, about Stagecoach? That was really good. Uh, really good John Wayne movie. Isn't there like McGlintock? Wasn't that a John McClintock, Wayne movie? Yeah. McClintock, McClintock, yeah. There's a lot of GL listeners who are so mad at us for just ripping everything <laughs> before 1970 right now. I just don't care about Sorry. Westerns. <laughs> they were bad. They were all bad, man. I you just don't everyone. care. Uh, don't... You can find him on Twitter. He's at the superstar, uh, was it 68, so if yes. you want to rip him. And yes. then he'll come back at you in all caps with four-letter words. Trust me. <laughs> Trust him. <laughs> Did he get to four letters? Oh, no, oh now things are I'm back to the way they into, should I'm be. I'm about to turn you wrong side out. He agreed today. with you on all your, your dumb movie choices today, Dave. You should be nice to well, Superstar. Yeah, it's, it's easy to say, yep, you're right, Dave. You're smarter than me. <laughs> I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to knock all those Good. Twinkies up Things are back here. on course now. I like to see this. Oh, oh, someone <laughs> chimes in and says the accent that we're talking about, the annoying accent yeah. in movies for a long time. It's uh, it's called the transatlantic accent. It was taught as the proper way for actors to speak in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Here's a Wikipedia article about it. Some very meat and potatoes language dialect stuff. Yes. Isn't that doesn't that drive you nuts? Like why are it's they crazy. talking? They're not. That's not how Americans talk in the 40s. Stupid. They don't really talk dumb. like that. Lone Ranger talked like that. What's wrong with him? It's, it was to blend together standard speech of both English and British received pronunciation. There, there you go. go. The more you There's know. an answer to everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, vent line on Sunday right after the Vikings game is over. Vikings and Bengals will uh, see if they can see avoid boys. screwing that up. And then Rogers awaits. Mackie and Jeff.